day and welcome to Morsels from the Throne Room of God. We changed the name from Reflections from a Burning Bush because it was confusing too many people. But I think each and every one of us can identify with receiving a morsel from God's throne room, something that we can chew on and savor because that's how God's word is. It in, it entices us for even more. Today's podcast is joyful. The answer to every dilemma according to God's order for joyful relationships is the great commandment. Not to look outward to others, not to look inward to ourselves, but first and foremost, look upward to God. God has always admonished man to look to him first, but seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, and all these things shall be added to you as well. It's not easy to shift from the visible of the horizontal to the invisibility of the vertical. But God has an order in place with which he has created all things. It is God's order of things that man must learn and commit to operating within. For the scripture says, in him that we live, move, and have our being, and we are complete in him. And we were created by him, and for his pleasure we were created. The great commandment gives us a beginning and reveals the joy-filled relationship must begin by loving God with all our heart, soul, and mind. Loving God, however, does not stand alone. For Jesus goes on to say that the second part of the great commandment is like the first Love your neighbor as yourself. Neighbor is identified as near one. Beginning with God, then expanding to your family, that'd be your wife, children, father, mother, etc. The circle continues to expand to your friends, physical neighbors, employers, employees, and such. This process begins with the heart of God and expands to others in your life in the priority that God has placed them in. We must live in God's order if we are to have joyful and not fretful relationships. This is the simple scriptural order of God. A proper relationship with God will transform who we are. A proper relationship with God will transform how we treat others. A proper relationship with God will transform how we care for ourselves. Let's take a look at the power of joy in relationship. The presence or absence of joy in one's life is determined primarily by the quality of one's relationships. Relationships bring us to our highest highs and our lowest lows. God intended for our relationships to be joyful and not fretful. His intent is that with the proper perspective, all relationships can produce a sense of security, significance, identity, satisfaction, peace, and contentment. This scriptural approach to joyful relationships is not a formula 
to rid us of all of our problems, difficulties, or conflicts. But it is a truth that will result in an ultimate joy that we travel through life's toughest circumstances. If we're going to experience true joy, we must apply this simple God-others-self pattern of daily living established by Jesus. Nehemiah exhorted the people in, of his time, the joy of the Lord is your strength. That's Nehemiah 8.10. We should remind ourselves that God is there all the time through the fig tree, though the fig tree does not bud and there's no groups on the vine, no grapes, sorry, not, not groups, grapes on the vine. Though the olive tree crops fail, the fields produce no food, though there are no sheep in the pen and no cattle in the stalls, yet I will rejoice in the Lord. I will be joyful in the God, my Savior. That's Habakkuk 3, 17 and 18. Probably one of my favorite scripture passages. Jesus emphasized the importance of understanding this principle when he said, I have told you these things so that you might have, what's that? Joy in all things and that your joy may be complete. That's kind of a paraphrase of John 15, 11. David, anticipating the coming of the Messiah, wrote, You have made known to me the path of life. You will fill me with joy in your presence, with eternal pleasure at your right hand. That's Psalm 16, 11. Loving one another. This sometimes I find is the hardest part because sometimes people aren't very lovable. But God commands us to do it. And his command is clear. In John 15, 12, my command is this, love each other as I have loved you. This is my command, love each other. Commands are proclaimed by others, including John. 1 John 2, 9 says, anyone who claims to be in the light, but hates his brother, is still in darkness. Whoever loves his brother, lives in the light, and there is nothing in him to make him stumble. First John 3, 11 says, this is the message you've heard from the beginning. We should love one another. First John 3, 16, this is how we know what love is. Jesus Christ laid down his life for us that we ought, what? To love one another and lay down our life for our brothers. First John 3.18, dear children, let us not love in words or turbulence with actions, but let us love in truth. First John 3.23, and this is his command, to believe in the name of the Son of God, Jesus Christ, and to love one another as he commanded us. 1 John 4.20, if anyone says, I love God, yet hates his brother, he is a liar for anyone who does not love his brother whom he has seen cannot love God whom he has not seen. 
loving in truth means putting on and taking off. In the book written to the Colossians, the Apostle Paul makes application to the simple pattern of God, others, self. Paul sets the stage in Colossians 3.1. Since then you have been raised with Christ, set your hearts on things above, where Christ is seated at the right hand of God. Set your mind on things above, not on earthly things. Paul then begins with those things that must be part, that must be put to death in order to have a joyful relationship with God. Put to death, therefore, this Colossians 3.5, put to death, therefore, whatever belongs to your earthly nature, sexual immorality, impurity, lust, evil desires, and greed, which is idolatry. Because of these, the wrath of God is coming. Paul then confronts those things that must be continually put away and addressed in our life if we're to have a joyful relationship with others and peace with ourselves. Colossians 3.8 says, But now you must rid yourself of all such things as these, anger, rage, malice, slander, filthy language from your lips. Do not lie to each other. Anger is an impulsive emotion, violent desires for the punishment of others throughout the plotting of, in thoughts of plotting revenge. Uh, I'll give you an example here, and this I am very, very ashamed of. But as a very young minister and a very uh, brash young man at the time, somebody brought evil accusations against me in my ministry. And I would drive by his place of business and I'd think, boy, it'd be nice if his place just burnt down. And then God would almost immediately reprimand me. Another one is rage, passionate hostility, outbreaks of violence boiling over, flames of destruction. Then there's malice. It's an ill will towards another, actions directed towards depravity, desire or plan to injure, emotionally or physically, slander, injurious speech, blasphemy, to speak against, to influence one against another, to bring reproach with the tongue. Filthy language, foul speaking, low and obscene speech, abusive speaking. Then the last, lies. To deceive by the speech, to redirect from the truth with the speech, to speak falsehoods, to allure others by building falsehoods, especially against others. We see this so much in our day and age, it is hard turn on the news to even tell who's telling the truth anymore because there are so many lies proceeding out of the mouth of those that claim that they have our best interests. Paul then tells us what we hold, what we should add to our character in actions in order to participate in a joyful relationship. Colossians 3.12, clothe yourself 
with compassion, kindness, humility, gentleness, patience. Bear with each other. Forgive each other as the Lord forgave you. Let the peace of Christ rule in your heart. Let the word of Christ dwell richly in you. Whatever you do in word or deed, do it all in the name of the Lord Jesus in thanksgiving. This, my dear brother and sister, is how you have total and complete joy in your relationships. Vertical relationship with our invisible God who makes himself visible, not only through himself, but through the word, and then our relationship outward to others. And then that fulfills the joy within. Joy doesn't come from within, just from ourself. It must come from how we're pleasing God. God bless you and have a great day in him. Oh, 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 oh,